going through that, you know, lacrosse was my passion. I wanted to be an All-American. I wanted to be the best of the best. Having that surgery, you know, completely crushed my dreams. But I, you could either go one way of, you know, keep going forward and being positive or crying about it every single day. And I did not want to waste my energy crying about it every day. All right, folks, we're back for another ROAS. And I am so excited when I saw this on the calendar. I have been stalking your Instagram and Twitters for quite a while now. Um, you have a Barry's Looks, which I'm very into, where you, you, you're very <laughs> bit of a fashionista. Um, but very, Barry Rosenstein, did I hit it? Did I hit it? I did it yeah, good, right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. You are the woman behind all of the Jambas and Auntie Anne's is it auntie or auntie? It's auntie. Don't get me started. Okay, so, oh my gosh. Let's keep oh my it. Gosh, okay. Let's, not, let's start Don't on a good Don't even go down that quagmire. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you got my name right. You got Auntie Anne right. Let's let's keep I'm it rolling. I'm taking it and running. I'm taking it <laughs> running. Um, Barry, thank you so much for coming on the show. So as always, I am in the Austin, Texas HQ. Where does this podcast find you today? I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Ooh, hot Atlanta. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I've actually heard very good things about this city. The, our head of finance is actually out of Atlanta. Um, have you, you haven't been there your whole life though, right? You went to school in PA, you're telling me you did some lacrosse there. And so give me some background. Yeah. So born and bred in Baltimore, Maryland, go Ravens. Um, the wire also incredible show. Yeah. The wire. Um, yeah. So, um, I grew up right outside of the city and then I went to college at a small liberal arts college called Elizabethtown College, right mm -hmm. in Amish town. Um, and I studied corporate communications, graduated in 2014 when social was just becoming a career. Um, mm -hmm. And then after college, I moved back to Baltimore, did some work at two different agencies in the city. And then I moved to DC to work for the Coca-Cola company where I led social for honest tea and then eventually, um, Zico coconut water and Costa coffee. And then, oh, cool. yeah. And then, um, honest tea got got though, right? RIP. You got got, but they are, there's some work happening with Seth. Uh -oh, uh -oh. So Amazing. Amazing. really excited about what he's working on. Love Seth. And, um, they decided to close the honesty office in DC and they offered to relocate me to Atlanta. And I said, why the heck not? And, um, best decision of my life. And so I worked for, um, Coke for about another year in Atlanta. And then I joined focus brands to lead social for Auntie Anne's last year in 2021. Feels like forever ago. And, mm -hmm. um, and then, this past December, there was um, some shuffling in the organization and I sure. got, I guess, promoted to um, lead social for Auntie Anne's and Jamba and now I'm a people manager. So managing my wonderful specialist, her name is Kenna McKenzie, and we are the two brains behind Auntie Anne's and Jamba. Amazing. What a great yeah. story. So fun. How do you yeah. like Atlanta? What's your favorite I part of Atlanta? I love Atlanta. Oh my goodness. I literally met, like, my dream was to move to New York City, work in fashion, do social for fashion, and then I got a taste of food and beverage, and my another world opened, and I love it so much, obviously. And Atlanta's great; like you, you get city, you get suburbia, you get trees, you get literally everything, and it's growing at a rapid pace. So I'm really excited to see, you know, how the city keeps evolving bunch of brands are moving down here. So um, I love it. I can see myself literally living here forever. So um, we'd love to see that. Yeah. And speaking of forever, you are recently engaged, right? I sure am. Um, it has yeah, been beautiful what? ring, probably the best hair on the internet. I'm very <laughs> of him. Yeah, tip. His name is tip. Um, T I P P is in pencil. Um, yeah, he has great hair. And um, it's been about like two months. And we're getting married next year in August of 2023 in Vermont. So oh, very wow. excited about that. Vermont's beautiful. Yeah, yes. Vermont's beautiful. He also has probably one of the best uh, Instagram handles I've ever seen in my life. Just a tip. Right? I cannot believe you're plugging <laughs> this. We're, we're not making it about his Instagram handle, okay? We are not making it. <laughs> oh, oh, amazing. Yeah. So 
what made you get into like so you started you did your social stuff like you're incredible on tiktok you're incredible on like how do you think of social like how did you spin up from like the one thing is you are super bubbly so it's probably very uh easy to transition that to a digital Mm -hmm. but like is there any like books you read frameworks you did or like you're just so far ahead especially how like young you are in your career like you were just at uh, a main stage in at sprouts conference right well so i spoke at social fresh but i was also doing a tiktok boot camp with sprout but that's what it was yeah social fresh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like all happening really fast but i can kind of give you how i started in social so like i said i went to college i um went to college from 2010 to 2014 so that's when social was really becoming a career and i was the girl in college i had a droid i had a droid and the camera on the droid was amazing i was the i single-handedly documented all of my friends college career on my phone like i was the one uploading my uploads my mobile uploads onto facebook every single night every single weekend when facebook only allowed 60 photos in an album and I remember, so like I mentioned before, I tore my ACL three times in college, so I had a lot of downtime. And yeah. I remember in my freshman dorm room when I was stuck in my bed with my jacked up knee, thinking, I want to do this as a career. Like, I want to see if there are social media internships. Um, and there was something in Baltimore. There was an internship, a visual communications person for the Maryland Zoo in Baltimore. I applied, they hired me, and I worked that internship for a month before I got knee surgery. And my claim to fame is that I started the Maryland Zoo in Baltimore's Instagram. So it was slowly becoming a job and a career. And so it was, I, you know, once I'm committed to doing something, I go 1000% in and all I wanted to do was work at an agency. That is all I wanted to do. So all throughout college, I got um, internships at agencies and I mm-hmm. moved to New York for a summer and I worked at um, an, a Baltimore based agency called Imri. I worked as an intern for another agency in Baltimore called MGH. And um, right out of college, I joined an agency called Mariner Marketing and it was a B2B agency. Um, so I really just hustled my way into creating opportunities for myself. And I feel like that's like the story of my career is that you know you can't teach passion and you can't teach just the willingness to do whatever it takes and um i think you know when i tore my acl 100 times like that is something that really instilled into my brain is like you got you got to keep going forward and you got to keep pushing and you have to be super positive about everything and um going through that you know lacrosse was my passion i wanted to be an all-american i wanted to be the best of the best and um you know having that surgery you know completely crushed my dreams but i yeah. you could either go one way of you know keep going forward and being positive or crying about it every single day and i did not want to waste my energy crying about it every day so i think that kind of like experience of my lacrosse dreams kind of flushing down the toilet really like changed my perspective on life i know this is going to sound so like cringe but like made me into such a positive person and you have to believe that everything happens for a reason and that you know you are thrown all these obstacles for a reason and you just it's how you react to them is what really kind of moves you forward and for me it was like i'm gonna get better i'm gonna keep going forward i'm not gonna cry about it i'm not gonna ask why me why me and i just really instilled that mindset into every aspect of my life um so that is kind of how this positive bubbly attitude and personality, I think, you know, I've always been the life of the party. I've always been the loud one. I've always, you know, created humor in serious situations. So I, um, I think it's just a mix of all of those things that have kind of brought me to this, you know, spot in my career. And um, yeah, I mean, in terms of reading books, your girl does not read books. She's trying to, but I think, um, for me, it's being a user, you know, when yeah. 
people ask me on interviews, like, how do you like stay up to trends? Like, what do you read? I'm like, I'm a user. Like I not only do it for my job, but like, I love being on TikTok. I love being on Instagram. I love being on Twitter. Like you really have to understand as a user how these platforms work, but also like what content people want to see or what do you want to see? And that's something that I ask myself, me and Kenna, my specialist all the time, like, what do people want to see in our feeds? And so um, that's kind of how I got here. <laughs> Long-winded oh answer. Gosh. No, what a good rant. I'm all pumped up, baby. I'm yeah, ready. no. I'm ready. Positivity yeah, you got to just only. trust the process. Like, I really, truly believe everything happens for a reason. Doors close for a reason and doors open for a reason. And um, in literally all aspects of life, in dating, in career, in mm-hmm. just everything. So, um, yeah, that's what I believe. What a beautiful outlook. I'm very much of that same uh, thoughts, thought process as well, because there might not be a everything happens for a reason, but it's just so psychologically advantaged to think that way, where it's just like smile, move on, and let's make the world a better place one day at a time. And that's kind of the old line of like the beauty of the future is it only comes one day at a time. And so you don't have to get crushed by like looking out like I'm never going to play lacrosse again or what have you like. That's such a really amazing, and so I read a lot of business, uh, your boy over here does read books, uh, <laughs> and I read a lot of business memoirs, and um, that's the number one thing. It's not intelligence, it's not, I mean, some of it is luck, some of it is timing, yeah. but the number one thing is perseverance, where people just have this unerring belief in themselves, and they're like, hey, I'm going to get there. I don't know how. I just, one step after the other, one foot after the other, and that's really incredible. Yeah, and like, you're your only, you are your number one, and when you put yourself first, you really open doors for yourself. And um, I think timing is everything. And, you know, it might not happen now, but it can happen. So I really do believe all that stuff. And that's kind of what keeps me going. And um, yeah, I mean, time is a very weird thing. And moments happen when you least expect it. So um, I'm just embracing it and keep, you know, keep the passion alive and, you know, continuing to just be creative and have fun, which I think is also very important. And, you know, I don't feel like I'm going to work every day, you know, when I'm doing all this fun stuff that I've created for myself, the brands that I work for and the people around me. It's just constantly just being happy and you know, everyone has off days. I have off days where, you know, I just want to lay in bed or I don't feel like going to work, but you know, it's life. And, um, I think one thing that the pandemic has taught me is that like, I don't live to work. I work to live. And that is one thing that I'm trying to embrace more, you know, as I'm getting older and, you know, as these life moments are happening, like it's okay to, to take a break. It's okay to sign off. And, I'm not a brain surgeon. I literally post pictures of smoothies and pretzels every day. Like it's okay <laughs> to take a break and we're not, you know, the president of the United States, you know? So that's something that so I want to make sure, you know, work-life balance has definitely become something that I'm pretty passionate about and really just not burning out and, and um, just keeping that passion alive for sure. Yeah, so that's actually really interesting because that's something that I've been really struggling with. Uh, it's a little little harder early stage startup than it is more established companies, but mm-hmm. that's something. So our head of social kind of butts up against that as well because he loves all that stuff. Um, but how do you moderate? Because some of the things in terms of being that user, um, it can become taxing, right? Where it's like you're always on, you're looking mm-hmm. at the next meme, or you're trying to figure out what the next trend is, or blah blah blah. So is that what the Pelly's for? Is that what you're crossfitting <laughs> for? Like, what do you, how do you make sure that you put that into balance? Cause you're, you're pervasive. Like the yeah, Auntie Anne's account is amazing. Jamba's the same. Like you've, you've hit some home runs on there. And so is that, is it more of just like trust the process? And I'm just going to kind of run that process. Or is it because you're so in depth in these platforms that you can kind of see where the puck is going? Um, I have a couple of answers. So in terms of like being a user, if you are constantly looking for the next idea, that's tiring versus just mindlessly scrolling. And 
like cultivating like my feed is all nail inspiration it's cooking it's outfit ideas and i make sure that my feed is what i want to see it's not social media Got stuff it. it's not work Got related it. at all like it's about things that i'm actually interested in and i keep it that way because when you're caught like when i have to find a song for tiktok i'm like going through like this is so annoying like 15 minutes has passed and i haven't found a song that i like that's annoying that i can see why people are like oh i hate this versus just like going on tiktok to check out wedding talk and get inspiration for the wedding that i'm planning like you really have to cultivate a space on the internet for you that is for you not for your job or you know things like that so i keep that real that's something that i really focus on is when i'm on okay. social when i'm on twitter when i'm on instagram or tiktok i'm getting content that brings me joy versus work stuff and versus all that kind of noise um, because then the trends come and then you're like, oh, like, this is a good idea for Auntie Anne's. Let me save that. Or mm, this song would sound really good with that Jamba content we just shot. Let me save that. So I think that's really important um, when you're constantly using social from your nine to five and then you use it constantly from your five to nine. So just really cultivating an area on the Internet that's for you, for your passions and what you're interested in. Um, what was the second question? <laughs> I don't remember. You took me. Me either. So but that, that's like my whole it. thing. It's like. No, no, no. That's really helpful. Yeah. That's kind of what, how I use my personal social is, you know, I'm not posting about, you know, how to do TikTok on my personal Instagram. Like, it's not about sure. that. I'm not, you know, if you want to ask me questions on how to TikTok, I can answer them for you. But I'm posting pictures of my outfits. I'm posting Instagram stories of, you know, what I'm doing on the weekends. Like I'm not here, you know, that's what I like to do. And that's what I'm going to do. Your inst your Instagram is heat. People oh need God, to follow stop. it. It's so much fun. Um, <laughs> do you have any forcing functions to make you not work? Like, do you have anything where it's like, this is me and tip time, or this is fairy time or like, is there, cause that's something that I've been struggling with where we finally got an office. So we've had an office now for four or five months now, which is great because I was working at home when I first started at triple and I just found myself just basically like endlessly working, especially. So we have a team in Israel, which is like eight hours ahead of us. Mm -hmm. And then my bosses are in Eastern time and I'm in central. And so I'll just wake up to this deluge of messages and stuff yeah. like that. So I've been trying to figure out how, and so now when I go home, I don't do a good job of it, but I'm supposed, it's that, that's my forcing function of like, hey, I'm home, spending time with my fiance, I'm doing Rabba time. Do you have any of those things or do you kind of, does it all merge together or how do you, cause it sounds like you're pretty, I mean, one, you're super spunky, super happy and super healthy. So it's like, how, how does that manifest? Yeah, I definitely prioritize going to the gym, doing things that I like getting my nails done, um, stepping outside, getting sunlight. I, like I said, work-life balance is really important for me nowadays. So, you know, yes, going to the gym in the morning before I go to work is really important. But also I think now as a people manager, you know, setting those expectations of Got it. like, not answering emails at 9 p.m. unless I have to, unless like we're dealing with an influencer program where I have to, you know, get a piece of content approved ASAP or, you know, we're on, they're on West Coast, we're on East Coast. So like figuring that out. But I really think like it's so easy to answer emails from your phone, um, especially with the pandemic. Like I'm home right now. Um, we go into the office two times a week, um, but still like social never sleeps. But um, we post TikToks at night, but it's like, that's not super hard for us anymore. So Got it's it. not that ta time taxing, but um, I think, you know, setting an, an example, when I, like, when I went to France for my vacation this summer, I deleted Teams off my phone. I deleted Outlook off my phone because I needed to not worry about work. Like I said in the beginning, we're not brain surgeons. We post pictures of pretzels and smoothies. So it's okay to sign off. And as a people manager, I want to set that precedent that 
take a vacation, take time off. Like Kenna, my specialist is buying a house and is closing next week. Like take time off to get your life together. Like it's okay. And I think that's really important is we are not living to work. We're working to live. So we have to live like you only live once. So, um, I think that's kind of how I balance working and yes, am I online all the time? Literally, yes. But it's I'm not just immersing myself in, you know, Annie Ann's Instagram and curating that feed. You know, I'm like doing it because I love it so much, but you know, I also am trying to read more books. I'm trying to become a book girl. Like shout out Colleen Hoover. Love her. Been reading her book. So really trying to be more aware of what I'm doing and how I'm spending my free time um, by doing things that I love. So hopefully you can um, carve out some time to do some working out and to not answering emails at nine because it's not probably not that important. You're such an inspiration, Barry. Boss Barry sounds like a great person to work for, too. Amazing. Um, let's round out the first segment with one yeah. last question. What's the nicest thing somebody's ever done for you? Hmm. That is a really good question. Um, I would need more time to think about that. Okay, we can come back. But I can time. answer, I mean, tip my fiancé you know, proposed to me on a boat in France. I think that probably is one of the best things anyone has ever done for me. Is beautiful. They, they want to live their life with me for the rest of their life. So I'm going to give it up to Tip. We can make this answer about him. <laughs> Powerful. Uh, did you expect it? I had some ideas, but yeah, yeah. Um, it was like it might have happened on the trip, but you didn't know when. Yeah, yeah. Like we got had it, two trips it. planned this summer in France and then my family vacation. And I was like, it could happen either one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congrats again. Thank um, you. Okay. Let's get into the value add segment. This is why the people bought the ticket. So you are running social for two pretty big brands and they're, they're kind of same, same, but different in terms of business model. Um, but in terms of vibe, they're a little different, right? And so yeah. take me through how you kind of strategize for building content for both. Cause they're, they're pretty big lifts and you, you're, like I said, incredibly just uh, the output that you produce is, is really mind boggling and not only the output, but the quality. Um, like again, if you go to either the TikTok or the Instagrams of either they're, they're incredible. So how do you come up with these things? What is, what does that strategy session look like? How does it go from idea to post to copy or just give some people some color there? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for, for those kind words. So, um, so for Auntie Anne's, um, when I took the job last year, I did not know the fandom that was Auntie Anne's. Like it was something that literally blew my mind that this pretzel brand has so many freaking fans. But when you think about it, everyone that's traveling, Everyone that goes to the malls, like millions and millions of people, interact with this brand every single day. So when you think about how many people that is, you really have to think about, you know, like how many people you're talking to, right? So right. Um, when I started, Annie Ants was going, was going through a little bit of a rebrand, like a, 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 we were calling it like a new Viz ID type thing. So. Yep. We, you know, for, for Auntie Anne, I'll speak about Annie Anne first. It was very much like turning it from nostalgia to nostalgia. Like, nostalgia is back Ooh, in. That's a I good need, line. Yeah, I'm not going to take credit. I did not come with it. Shout out to Danica Brown, the director of brand for Auntie Anne's. Um, that's a good line. Yeah, so we're not, we had to step away from being a passive brand into becoming a more relevant brand. So I'm like, okay, social media is where we become relevant again. So, um, I started tweeting every single day, posting on Instagram more. I mean, launching TikTok period. Um, and just really bring like, basically what we did was bring pretzels back, like back into the conversation, making pretzels part of the conversation, um, is like my one line answer to your question. Um, yeah. and literally just bringing pretzels into anytime someone talked about a pretzel, we were talking about it. Any trend, I made it into like a pre how did it how can it revolve around a pretzel? Um, and the thing about it is, is that 
when you go to an Antiance, it's not just like you're getting like an already made pretzel. Like you're seeing our crew members roll pretzels. You're seeing the action of baking raw dough and pulling it out and you can smell it and like this whole experience. And I was like, we need to turn that experience into something on the smaller screen. So that was kind of our thought process for content. And when our first TikTok went viral, it was a video of our crew members rolling the pretzels. And I was like, okay, that's what these people, well, that's what TikTok wants to see. We are going to give it to them. So we just nailed that right into the head and kept posting the same types of videos and it has worked. So it was a lot of testing and learning. And another thing that I'm really thankful for, for Annie Ann's is we're part of culture. People talk yeah. about Annie Ann's organically and yeah. it goes viral. And um, anytime someone tweets about Annie Ann's in a drive-thru or, you know, Annie Ann's this, Annie, going to the mall and only getting Annie Ann's, like it blows up. So um, people use it for clout, people use it to go viral. So we're really lucky that we're part of culture in that type of way because it makes our lives a lot easier sure. um, to kind of bring those pretzels to life. Um, and then for Jamba, when I got my hands on that brand, there was a lot that needed to kind of be fixed and be, you know, kind of massaged. And for me, the content was the number one important thing that we needed yeah. to figure out. Because when you looked at the feed, it didn't feel like a brand account. It right. was all over the place. There was no branding there. You had no idea what you were looking at. So for me, I wanted to bring Jamba branding and that brand to life first. So we, you know, redid all of our content shoots. We changed, we started tweeting every day. I had Kenna post on TikTok every single day for months. She still does it. So now we have a, we're starting to build a new community. And um, for us, it was really bringing that branding to life. So if you go to our feed now, the content is just screams Jamba. And, you know, we have all these colors to play with. You know, we have all of these different products, smoothies, bowls, matcha, coffee, shots, like not like alcohol shots, but like wheatgrass shots and stuff like that. Like we really needed to pump branding back into this brand and reestablish who we are in the smoothie category and wellness category. So that was my number one um, thing that I really needed to do when I got my hands on that brand is bring that branding to life. So yes, we pump out a lot of content and we have strategies for each, I guess, platform element like Instagram sure. stories where we push, you know, all of our deals and our loyalty offers and things with links. Our feed is really about LTOs, but also that evergreen content memes. And I think right now for, there's an industry trend of creating this imperfect feed, whereas before it was yeah. very like aesthetically pleasing. So we're moving into that. So posting our, some of our TikToks on reels and really prioritizing reels because they do so well for both brands. And then for TikTok, yeah. Annie Ann's and Jamba are completely different. Annie Ann's is about making the pretzels and just you, like according to TikTok, cinnamon sugar's bussin'. So anytime I post cinnamon sugar, anytime I post drive-throughs, anytime I post making of a pretzel, I know that's gonna do well. Jamba, pure chaos. Like we get crazy, we get wild, we know that some like when we pour things wrong, it's gonna cause chaos. When we tell people no, we're not gonna give you free smoothies, it's gonna cause chaos. And I think the biggest thing for Jamba is that the wellness smoothie category is so saturated. So yeah. it's really hard to stick out where the pretzel category is Auntie Anne's. Like there's literally no one else. So yep. that's where our minds are. It's like, how do we break through in the smoothie category when there's a bajillion, like smoothies are like an aesthetically pleasing thing to look at and blenders and stuff like that. So how do we yep. turn our, you know, our brand into something like that? But with Annie Ann's, it's, we are the pretzel company. So that's the difference between the two. That's and what so we think about fascinating. Everything. Yeah, it, it is really fascinating. The, I was actually floored by the fanaticism behind Auntie Ann's too. So I, uh, I used to be a mall rat as well. I did, I, when I was a kid, I worked in the mall and that, it was that and Cinnabon. Like those yeah. were kind of like the pillars of being in the mall, right? Like the, they were yeah. just, it was that. 
And so it was just incredible how you really took that to the next level. And I really love how you tested and then leaned into. I think that's something that people lose sometimes where they think that like you just fall kind of ass backwards into the success where it's like you've been pounding the pavement for a really long time and then you finally found something that had some really positive returns. So why not repeat that? And it sounds like that's really awesome. And then the Jamba stuff, I'm 100% on board with as well, where um, there is a little bit more aesthetics to play with, right? Where because auntie is like basically white, brown, and blue, essentially. Maybe you yeah. play around with some sauces that'll give you some different color palettes. But Jamba is just this compendium of colors. Like it, yeah. it's just gorgeous, and like there's all these fun things. And to your point, there's a little bit more built-in chaos because you're mixing ingredients, whereas pretzels are like this kind of nice refined product to this or raw ingredients to this refined product where Jamba is like making yeah uh, chaos. It's a whole it's, process. It's, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. And yes. um, we have underground smoothies. I mean, like our menu is so large. Like we have so Whoa, many. Different hold on. Smoothies. Underground smoothies. What is yeah. this like off menu? Yeah, we have off menu smoothies. What are the best ones? I've never um, tried it. I mean, there's smoothies. so many. There's literally. So what are many. your favorites? Give me two of your favorites. Um, recently we made a pina colada that was really yummy, <laughs> and then we made like a peanut butter and jelly smoothie without any peanut butter or jelly. <laughs> was it good? It's so good. Yeah. Really. And so yeah, and like there are people that go in and order like smoothies that are no longer on the menu because it's just their favorite. So. Yeah, it's there's so much to talk about with Jamba. So we are really trying to prioritize, you know, what we're talking about, the new LTOs that are coming out, and how do we keep it interesting? What's an LTO? Like limited time offer. So Ooh. pumpkin, for example, or um, like our watermelon smoothie for the summertime. Like that will just that will stop um, in in August. So get it while time cool. while it lasts. Yeah. How do you tie this to business objectives? Like who do you roll up to or like what are your KPIs or like how does that work? Great question. Um, so I report into um, – so my manager manages PR and social, but I oh, cool. also – Yeah, so I also you know have very open conversations and meetings and stuff like that with the brands. Okay. Um, but for, for us, you know, success is – bringing brand like bringing these brands like into conversation going viral which i know i don't want to we can't promise anyone that we're going to go viral but we want to create interesting content that yep. gets engagement um building our following especially on tiktok is really important so community building is something that we focus on but we really focus on engagement and yep. conversations and brand sentiment um and i think there are a lot of things that we can't control like your um, crew members and experiences that people complain about or getting burnt pretzels or, you know, your smoothie isn't blended enough and things like that we can't control. But what we can control is community management, hugging our haters and... Um, That's another great line. You it's just not mine. It's Jay Bear. It's Jay Bear. He coined that term, but I use it. Um, and really just making their experience with our social feed positive. So we, you know, we do our monthly reporting, we pull our best performing content, we pull engagement, engagement rate, sentiment, community, you know, our followers. But we, for me, I want to make entertaining content that people love and people can relate to and people share and get excited. Um, One thing, big thing, you know, that I'm seeing from all the brands that focus, but also just industry-wide is loyalty. So at getting people to download our app and use it more than once a year. So that is a big push from the brand for us is how do we get people to download the Pretzel Perks app or download the Jamba Rewards app and um, become a rewards member and get all these perks. So anytime when someone asks me for a free pretzel on social, I say download the app. Like we have for Annie Ann's every Wednesday this summer, we're doing a whole Doe Days of Summer campaign where, um, yeah, it's amazing. Is this you? What a great day. Like, I co-founded that one. 
I co-founded that one. So you can finally take credit for something. Yeah, That's I, can, amazing. I, can have, I can have take credit for this one. But you know, every Wednesday, you know, we do a loyalty campaign for Auntie Anne's and for John. But we have a bunch of loyalty offers. You know, five dollar smoothies, half off your food order. So we're trying to push these um, offers through Instagram stories, through TikTok, sure. um, and things like that. But well, I mean, the app is really, really important to all the brands at Focus sure. right now. So um, that is one thing that we're trying to make interesting without it feeling like an ad or like just boring stuff that no one wants to engage with. So for me, long story short, I want to create dope content um, that does the work for us, that makes us relevant, gets engagement, builds community um, just consistently month over month, year over year, blah, blah, blah. That's incredible. Do you have any special like tools or platforms that you use to track or do you guys have like an internal thing that you use or just use in-app stuff or how do you, how do you track We use Sprout. We use Sprout for everything. Oh, powerful Sprout social. Yeah. yeah amazing. We, we use Sprout, Sprout as well. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Great. Great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of Sprout, you've been a bit on a, a speaking tear a little bit, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're yeah. the soup du jour right now. Everybody wants a little bit of berry. How has that been? Have you presented in the past? Everybody that I've talked to said you crushed it. Um, what's, what are some kind of advice you could give to people that are just getting into speaking or wanting to speak more or what have you? Um, because everybody I've talked to, like I said, has had very, very, uh, good reviews on your, not only stage presence, but content. Oh, thank you. Um, I have no idea how I've become this TikTok expert. Like my whole little bit is that I literally never made a video at all before March, 2021. Like I don't know how I've become this expert. It's just been like, it's been like my passion project, just, just figuring out TikTok. So um, I think my biggest piece of advice is being yourself. Um, it. Believe it or not, I when I spoke at Social Fresh on my first ever like stage speaking It's a proper thing, setup, by the way. I saw your picture. Yeah, it's I was like, like literally didn't practice once. I literally just went up there really? and- yeah, it was wild. It was wild. Um, it was just, you, you talk about this stuff all day, every day. You're in it all day, every day. Like, it's, you, you know it. I know it. You know it. You talk on podcasts all the time. Like, you know what you're talking about. You know what questions to ask. Like, um, just, I think, being confident um, and being confident in the content, being confident in yourself. And for me, it's like, I'm taught, we're talking about TikTok. It's not that serious. So yeah. I didn't want to speak to people like speaking at them. I wanted to relate to them and bring real life um, scenarios, like talking about like Abercrombie, you know, you wanted to get those high rise jeans that were going viral, like, and just like really bringing relatable moments into the content. Um, and I think I, I just, I loved it so much. And I, I've spoken to classes at Emory and just like, it's inspiring to, you know, hear people, other people that are passionate about what they do and about social, it's, it definitely, you know, brings more fire, um, to me and, um, everyone just wants to help everyone. And I think that's important. So, um, I think my number one takeaway from like speaking is just being you and being confident in that, you know, your stuff, but also being confident, um, in yourself that you can entertain and it's all about entertaining. It's all about bringing something to the table and, um, like having them have one takeaway is all that, or just inspiring them because I am so passionate about what I do. Um, and passionate about everything. Um, just giving them that motivation to find that passion themselves, I think is important. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, your, your passion is infectious. I love it. Um, <laughs> and I what's... promise I'm like this about everything in every aspect of my life. It's not <laughs> for show. I promise. It's exhausting. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I follow you. Don't, I, I know. You, you love it all. Um, nails, fashion, the whole Everything, yeah. Go 100% yeah, yeah. all the time. I would, I would argue 110, but, um, the, so going back to kind of John Bon Antes, what's been like the best parts about running those socials and what's been some challenging parts? Yeah, I think the best part is creating content that people love and people talk yeah. about, like, 
I posted a TikTok about a drive-thru for Auntie Anne's, and it like, got like press coverage. Like that was really cool. <laughs> um, like, cool. how does that happen? But I think one of the most rewarding things from Auntie Anne's was I sent a I sent, it was like literally like two months after I started this. Um, her name is Catherine. She tweeted about an Auntie Anne's drive-thru, and it went mega viral. And we sent her to our grand opening for our first ever drive-thru in Wiley, Texas. And she it was her first time traveling with her boyfriend at the time. And it was her first time like ever doing any like all expense paid trip. And That's it was just cool. so much fun to see her excitement and to um, really give her this moment with a brand that she loves so much. So that was amazing. Shout out to Catherine. She's amazing. Um, so that was a really fun moment for me but also cash app we just did a cash app campaign we were number one trending on twitter all day for free so um that was amazing um for jamba i think i'm very passionate about content i love content and i think um re um what's the word relaunching this brand with this new aesthetic has been so fun for me I love the aesthetic we're bringing. I love the feed. It just like, like me, it's so yummy and colorful. It makes me want to drink a Jamba. Like, I'm just like so excited that we've created this process internally that's been working, that's creating amazing content, but also seeing Kenna shine, um, running the TikTok, seeing her go viral, seeing her get that taste of like, oh my God, I just created content that people are watching and sharing and, it's catching wild, like wildfire. I think that has been really rewarding for me. And just like bringing Jamba back to the conversation has been really fun. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. the the new aesthetic you guys have is really, um, really, really strong. Wait, is there any challenging tell, let me, moments? Let me, hold on. Let me tell you some of the not so fun things because we've been talking okay. about all this good stuff. Amazing. Let me tell you about amazing. the not so Uh-oh, good stuff. Oh, we're popping the positivity bubble. Hold on, hold on yeah. to the seats, people. <laughs> yeah. Um. For Jamba, I can start with Jamba. It's, I think the hardest part for that brand is that there's so much to talk about. Their menu is huge. It's overwhelming. I don't even know where to begin. So that's the hardest part for us is to really hone in on, like Annie Ann, we talk about pretzels. It's easy. Jamba, there's all of these different things, which is amazing, but it's hard for us to kind of hone in on these moments and not be so LTO focused. How do we create this story about our menu, about this brand in an evergreen way all year round, you know, 365 days a year um, in the same tone, in the same aesthetic. So that has been um, the hardest thing for Jamba and also just like figuring out what people want to see from Jamba. I have yeah. no idea. It we're still testing and learning. Like that's been the hardest part from a TikTok perspective is what do people want to see? We're still figuring that out. We yeah. know that they love Mango a Go Go. We love that. We love that and we, you know, use that to our advantage, but there's more to that. So still figuring that out. For Annie Ann's, it's the amount of content we need. It's creating content over and over and over again and reiterate like what is the next reiteration of the content what does it look like over and over again because we do run similar campaigns year over year so how do we continue to make any hands interesting how do we continue to create ltos that are interesting for our consumers and not getting stale no pun intended so i think that is kind of our um not so easy part of, yeah. of running that, those accounts yeah, well, I mean, you're killing it. You're just killing it. I've, I've never been more excited for pretzels. That's actually how I think I found you, where um, <laughs> I was traveling a ton at the time, and I just stumbled into your feeds, and then I would just see, like, these lines outside of Auntie Anne's at the airport, at the mall, all these people, and uh, 100% credit that to you. So oh, uh, I think that's cool. <laughs> it, and it's cool to bring the sexy back, the Jamba, because I think there's a lot there, and there's actually – really interesting line. This is an investment guy that I follow, but I think it's actually pretty prescient for everyone right now where your success will be determined now by what you choose to ignore. 
And I think that's like a really good line because right now I think we're in a place of so much abundance that like there's an old Russian proverb that the hunter that chases two rabbits catch, catches none. And I think there's a, there's a lot of wisdom to that yeah. where I think being able to focus and understand kind of um, what is going to be. And again, that's probably the challenge with Jamba is there's just all this amazingness that you can say yes to. And it's like, how do I distill yeah. that into a fun, digestible, no pun intended package um, for my users to help ignite this community and build kind of the because it has a bit of a fandom, too. It's just not like the fanaticism with mama pretzel is crazy like that that yeah, was something i did not like, know exist jamba's not everywhere fair There's play like, that's fair that is also like like cinnabon for example they're in every single grocery aisle <laughs> how do you compete with that right yeah, whereas in the end you know we're in all we're in every single airport I mean, not really but we're in every, yeah. almost every single airport and we're, you know, malls. in the malls, but like malls are not dead. We're not saying that, but still like we need more outside of the mall locations, but Jamba huge in California, huge in West coast, not many in New York, you know, there's two in Atlanta. So it's like, it's not a huge deal out here in Austin, candidly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's those things that we can't control. So we have to figure out a way to, you know, hone in on the West coast and, you know, post yep. later in the day and figure out, you know, when, you know, most of our audiences are online and things like that. And for me, I'm, I get so excited. I'm like, I want to post right now. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's 6am in California. Yeah. Yeah. No one's up. So it's like yep. figuring that out. And I, that's an important piece to it too. Well, look at you always, always considering all the angles. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, Last question, then we'll get into the rapid fire. How do you see the next couple of years of social in specific kind of like company social, if you will, kind of what you're doing? How do you see that kind of unfolding? In terms of like what the teams look like? Yeah, or just kind of where do you think trends are? Do you think everybody's going to go try and find a berry? Do you think people are going to outsource and hire agencies? Like, how do you think the best way people, or how do you think people are going to build successful social teams in the future? I think really investing in social yeah. is important. Yeah. So giving your social media media managers the tools and resources to create amazing content. I think yep. the reason why Annie Ants and Jamba has, have been so successful is we don't have a hundred people approving our content. We're just posting. Like our teams trust us that we know what we're doing. And um, I think that's really, really important. And I think um, trust, trusting your social media people um, and the beauty of social is you can delete it. You can delete yeah. it. I've yeah. had to delete some stuff because of trademark stuff and not allowed to do that or you know things like that and that's okay we can delete it and i think the biggest thing is if you're going to be you know investing in social you need trust they need you know social media management tools they need work phones they need um content creators they need people to support them i'm only good as what what i'm only good i'm only as good as the content that i receive so you know I work very closely with our creative team. I work very closely with our content creator to create this amazing content that you guys see. Um, but I'm lucky that I don't have to get it approved by 5 million people because we couldn't, like on Wednesday, we posted like two different trendy things. We literally made it and posted it. We didn't get have to get it approved by anyone. And if you're listening and you're thinking about organic social, invest in your social media managers and know that, we do not do everything. We are not content creators. Well, we are, but we need content creators. Some may need copywriters. We need paid social is a whole nother thing. We do not do paid. Like oh, we okay. need community managers. We need social media management tools. It's social is not just tweeting. It's a whole lot of other things. So make sure if you're ready to hire social organic social, you know that you need to, it's more than just one person. Um, I think I'm, I get very passionate about that because it's becoming more and more of a five man team job than it used to be. And people need to realize that and put some respect on our names. 
put some respect on that organic social people. Yeah, no, I, I, I could not agree with you more. I think that's one thing that uh, when I brought on Tommy and then let him build out that team is that was very top of mind for me where I wanted to make sure that he had the resources to succeed because that is um, kind of a bit of a stigma in terms of that where you get an organic person and you can do paid too as well and you can do this as well and you can do this and then you're just spread across like 78 different things you're pulling your hair out um yeah it it, it ain't the path so i mean we're we're now managing four or five different platforms with all different cadences with all different strategies like how do i do that and paid and influencers and this and that like it's whoa it's scary. Totally with you. Totally with you. Um, are you ready for the rapid fire? I'm bad. I'm scared. Here we go. Okay. No, it's, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Okay. Um, Atlanta, overrated, underrated? Underrated. Ooh, okay. Monaco, overrated, underrated? Underrated. Or overrated. Really? Overrated. Overrated. Okay. I was going to say, overrated. Totally, totally. Sorry, overrated. Overrated. <laughs> um, going to uni, going to university, overrated, underrated? I would say everyone should go to college. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Very hot take. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it um, was one of the best years of my life. Oh, that's beautiful. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. CrossFit, overrated, underrated? Underrated. Really? It's not a cult. I promise. I promise. Really? You just, if you think it's a cult, you're not in the right gym. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You did win Athlete of the Month, if I may. Uh, I did. Um, the Pelly. <laughs> The Peloton, overrated, underrated. Underrated, I'm obsessed with it. Oh, obsessed. Yeah. Love it I try so and much. do it when I do the hotels. I'm trying to get one here at the office. Um, what gives you more, well, you don't have any gray hair, you have a beautiful head of hair, but if you did get gray hairs, what gives you more gray hair, Jamba or uh, Auntie Anne's? Jamba. Really? Okay, amazing, amazing. <laughs> um, I have the whole team to bag me up on that. <laughs> <laughs> Paris, overrated, underrated. The fruit? No, Paris. Paris. Oh, Paris. Like I said Paris. I'm like, Paris Oh, no, rock. no, Paris. Paris um, can rock. A little Paris? I think underrated. I just didn't. I need, I need more time there. Okay. I need more time there. Okay. Was the cuisine, was the French cuisine, did it hit? It definitely hit. I don't think I did it right. Got it. Tracking. That's a fair answer. Yeah. Um, I was too speaking overwhelmed of cuisine, to, to your favorite meal out. and why? Ooh. Can I give like, like I could eat breakfast for the rest of my life. Oh, not like a type of meal, like the, like a literal. I know. Meal. Okay. okay. Um, honestly, Everybody a turkey, a turkey on. club. I could eat that for the rest of my life. Really? Simple Bacon, turkey, tomato, mayo, lettuce. Amazing. You can what never kind of bread do you go with that? Club. You do like a sourdough? You do like a wheat? Oh, yeah. I mean, I am not picky, but sourdough, hell yeah. Yeah, it's strong. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, Favorite TikToker? Ooh. Um, Or favorite account? doesn't have to be a person. Is Is there a brand account that you're really into? You can say your own. I Not really. Not really. I'm not really a huge fan, like, of one person. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fan of the platform though? Yeah. Love TikTok. Love TikTok, Amazing. obviously. Um, favorite place travel to and why? France, because it's a great mix of things I love. Food, fashion, sights, um, culture. Um, it got me very inspired. Um, I really loved France. Love it. And love it. more specifically, Nice. Loved Nice. Yeah, Valley. that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're beach. Saying. It was a beach on a beach. What did I say? City on a beach. City okay. on a beach. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Have you been to Spain? No, that's next. Oh, well, you should try San Sebastian. Yeah, you should try San Sebastian because it's kind of same, same but different. Where it's like this yeah. tiny little city on the beach, sensational food. So cool. Um, v- very cool vibe. Yeah, it was a very cool yeah. vibe. Um, oh my gosh, last question. You ready? This is a hard yeah. one. If you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, fictional or non-fictional, who would they be? So you're sitting at a four-person table. You're sitting at the head. You get to invite three people. Who Who's getting the invitation from Barry? Jonathan Vaness. Who's that? Um, 
Queer Eye. Amazing. I love that guy. Um, Lizzo. Amazing. Um, Beyonce. Fashion and music, music. Incredible. Yeah. Um, Incredible. And... Well, you only get to invite three, but because you're buried. Oh, you can, can I do four. one more? Like, I love Mary Morris. I love Mary Morris. Who is that? I don't, I, I only she's know. A, she's a singer. Two out of I love oh her gosh, so you're much. Making me feel old. You're making me feel old. What is she singing? Is she in a band or is she, she I mean, herself? yeah, she, um, okay, the song that she's known for is like in the middle. Okay. So but I'm like, so I, I like her other stuff. My pop culture references are your, your pop culture. <laughs> okay, references I'm not really into pop culture. I'm not, not into landing. pop culture either. Yeah, so <laughs> no, I'm just old. Those are good picks. I didn't realize you were such a music girl. I didn't. I, I should have put two and two together. But yeah. I don't know. Like, I just love like Lizzo's amazing. Like, I yep, just love I very confident people, and yep. I love what she stands for. And Beyonce is just the freaking queen. And I love Agreed. Jonathan Vaness because he just is amazing. And he's hilarious. He's really funny. yeah. He would be such a fun person to dine with. Good vibes. Agreed. That's a really good point. They're all good, really good vibes. Point. They're yeah. all good vibes. So three musicians and a fashionista. Interesting. That's a fun table, yeah. though. That's a fun yeah. table. And of would course, so Barry, you're going to take an extra seat. That is so you. That is so on brand. A plus one for you. <laughs> Amazing. Barry, we've done it. We've almost hit an I hour. I know. This is incredible. This flew by. You were, you were abs This makes me so happy when people's actual, like, perception of the or my perception of their personality is like incredibly aligned with actually who they are like this has been such a ah i love it this has been such Sorry a fun conversation yeah this was so much fun um i mean my biggest takeaway is you find a job that you love and it doesn't really feel like work so i know Look that's cliche but it's freaking true just um, little cliches at the end amazing yeah you just gotta find something that you love and it it all works out it all works out I think too, it all works out, but I think there's something to be said about like you've been grinding and that grind has led to you building skills that are then when that door does open up, you're prepared to walk in, walk yes. through it and succeed. I think there's a certain aspect of like people get really demoralized where, um, oh, I should be farther along or whatever, whatever. Like I'm just a believer in sharpen the sword every day and like yeah. make it be better than you were yesterday. And then if you just do that, like success isn't overnight. Success is like layering a bunch of small wins consistently. And then eventually something happens. It's not going to be like this overnight success that most people think. And most people will actually attribute the overnight success and then totally discard all the hard work that it took to get there. And so I think yeah. that that's what's so beautiful about your your journey right now is that you've worked so hard to get where you are and you're still working hard. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah. you're starting to finally feel the comeuppance of all that grind. It's really cool. To see. And don't compare yourself to other people. You have no idea what's so. happening under, under the hood. So like saying to yourself, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Who cares? You have an entire life to get to where you need to be. And one opportunity, one call, one yes from the Coca-Cola company completely changed my life. So you just need one yes. After a lot of no's, there's one yes that can change your life and you just have to trust the process. What a great line. One yes is all you need, people. <laughs> Comparison one is yes. the thief of joy. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Barry, how can people follow you? How can they get more involved? Drop drop the handles, drop the yes. feeds, tell them to go buy some pretzels. This time is yours. Yes. Buy pretzels, chase it down with the Jamba smoothie, but you can follow me on basically Barry on all socials. I don't post on TikTok, but I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Get on LinkedIn. Insta. You know. Oh, you're on the LinkedIn's. Oh, oh I'm, I love LinkedIn. Oh my God. Don't get me started. Tommy is going crazy on that. Our brand account blew up on LinkedIn. It's crazy. That's a, it's a, it's a weird unmined source. Oh there. yeah. LinkedIn is, is the spot i love that place it's, but yeah it's very interesting yeah come follow and let's talk outfits and nail inspiration and Amazing. we'll talk about social here and there but mm -mm. make sure your nails and fits are on point <laughs> exactly. gotta bring the heat with barry amazing <laughs>
All right, folks, if you want to get more involved with Triple Whale, it's triplewhale.com. We also are on the Bird app at Triple Whale. Um, and we have a wonderful newsletter that goes out every Tuesday, Thursday. Actually, I think we featured your essay a couple weeks ago, which was very I've well written. Two. I didn't know you had. I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't know you two. had the essay. heat. quite the wordsmith you are, young lady. <laughs> very, very well written. Um, so oh if you God. want to go catch some of Barry's essays, we have them in the backlog, and I'm sure she'll be another contributing um, in the future. And then what else do we got? We got a pickleball tournament coming up. That's not out yet. We'll be in London next week when this drops. So I will be in the UK doing our road show and yeah barry thank you so much do you thank ever make you. it out to austin pardon do you ever make it out to austin no it's too hot for me but the, but it, it won't be soon you we'll see maybe maybe, maybe. In, in january we're throwing the whaleys it's going to be our award show you got to come out for that it'll be fun it'll be a party that's pretty dope keep me posted yeah. i'll keep you posted <laughs> all right go follow barry go download the apps like you said eat a pretzel chase it with the jamba Barry, thanks so much. This is just an, an absolute so pleasure. Fun. Appreciate you. All right, folks, that is another ROAS in the books. Thanks again. And if you do like this, subscribe and then tell your friends to subscribe. You can subscribe on any podcast network as well as the YouTube. So smash that subscribe button. All right, folks, thanks again. Bye. Bye.